Jason Lazarus, one of the composers for the WB animated film Teen Titans Go vs. Teen Titans. He's also worked on Nickelodeon's film TNT, uh, Don vs. Uh, Raph, and the independent film Stand and Phantom Halo, and has been the arranger for uh, Straight Outta Compton, Stuber, Robin Hood, and a million other things. Jason, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, RC? I'm great, man. Trying to keep from getting tongue-tied with all your uh, credits. <laughs> so San Diego, the granddaddy of them all, is coming up this week. And uh, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. What's it like to compose for a series that's had the same voice cast for 17 years, but two totally different styles of show? Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of like... It's kind of like if you move into a house with, like, a, a bunch of roommates that have been living there for 10, 15 years, and they have, uh, you know, they, they kind of know where all the quirks are, and you're just kind of, like, learning the ropes. But it was it was a great honor to be part of uh, uh, part of such a, a his, historied franchise. It was just a lot of fun to step into, really get to know the characters and then how to make music a character on its own. Now, this is a totally different world from straight out of Compton, clearly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that being said, um, you know, people ask me a lot, like, the difference between uh, writing music or something like, you know, straight out of Compton or and then when you step into the animation world. But really, I approach it exactly the same. Like, when you're doing comedy or animation, you're not writing, quote, unquote, funny music. Where the humor derives from is by approaching it, like, completely seriously. Um, so when you see the film, you'll see, like, we really we try to make it as dramatic and as uh, as grave as possible. And to me, when the music is taking itself just so seriously and you see something ridiculous happening on screen, that's where the humor comes from. You know, I think a lot of people have missed the point of that, that you play it straight and that's where it becomes funny. Like, the original Ghostbusters, that's what made it hilarious was because they were all playing it straight in an absolutely absurd situation. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's, we've all, we all know that person that just is way too into themselves, thinking everything they do is just it's super serious. And when music, uh, when music plays it that way, that's, that's when funny stuff happens. Now, you had to see the finished product or at least uh, the storyboards in order to get a feel of what was going on and, and listening to the characters interact with each other? Yeah, so so working with animation is, is an interesting process. So by the time um, when I'm actually scoring to picture, it's uh, it's animatics. So it's essentially moving stick figure or you know st stick figures that are that are cut to the film and will eventually be filled in. So it's um, and you know a lot of a lot of the voice acting will be there, uh, but it's, sometimes it's just the you know the producer talking into his iPhone. So it's. I'm not starting with nothing, but it's I do get to see the thing unfold as I continue to work on it. And do you also get to hear the voiceover as well, since that's one of the things they record oh, yeah. early on? Yeah, um, the, it was this project was uh, was interesting because they they had done um, they had done one round of voice uh, of voice recording sessions very very early on, and then they uh, did a lot of tweets to the script. So when I was brought in. Um, it was maybe only 30% the actual voice actors, and mostly what I was hearing was the producer and the producer director, um, you know, talking into his iPhone and doing what they would eventually record. That that's got to be a little trippy to hear that, you know, because you sit there and it's like, oh, here's the line read and go, and it's like no affect. There's like no no uh, drive behind it. It's just like yeah, it really, Robin it, is it really was a. 
Oh, sorry to talk over you. It, it really was a trip, um, having worked, worked so long to just hearing, uh, hearing Jeff's voice. Jeff is the, Jeff Mednikow is the producer director. And then when I actually got the, um, when I actually got the re-recorded voiceover with the actors, it was, uh, it, it was a trip just to hear it all come together and then, you know, get them doing, uh, uh, them really putting their all into it. Cause you know, they're so talented that, uh, that cast. Um, so it just, it really brought it to a whole other level and really it made the music sound better in a way. Uh, that's interesting that, that you feel they improved on, on your score rather than you improved on the movie. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, don't want to take too much credit, but, uh, I, I do think, I do think we, um, uh, in collaboration, myself and Jeff and the rest of the filmmakers, like I, I'm really proud of the score that uh, that is in the film. And you know, I do what I can to heighten the drama and the action and and just the emotional aspect of the film. But then, obviously, so much of that is what the the voice actors do. Like they the 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 amount of emotionality and just nuance that they bring in their performance is really really inspiring. So it's. Um, yeah, they, it's, I really, really think they complement each other. For sure. And it's interesting to hear the same voice, but in a completely different uh, tonal affect when they're arguing with each other. Like when Robin's going arguing with Robin. This is from the trailer, so there's no spoilers for anybody. Yeah. But, okay. you know, you'll see, like, Robin arguing with Robin or Starfire, like, talking about how cute the other Robin is from their, from their universe. So, you know, what's it like listening to that as well? Because you've seen the whole picture, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, I was, and I was, uh, I was in, I wasn't in, uh, the straight up vocal recording sessions, but there was, there was some overlap with songs. And so I did get to see some of the actors, uh, some of the actors doing their thing. And it, it was really interesting to see what, what the subtle differences were between their, their O3 voices and their Go voices. Um, uh, Cyborg, for instance, is pretty, is pretty much the exact same voice, but just with a little more, a little more excitement and a little more, uh, a little more energy when he, when he went into, uh, Go versus O3. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, since you've seen the film, we're not asking for spoilers because, you know, we're going to see it on Sunday in San Diego with everybody else, uh, after we do the press line. Um, you know, any, like, anything that stuck out, like after hearing the final product of their voices and then hearing your music and you might've written the score slightly different to what they had acted out in the final uh, recording. Well, well, luckily I had enough time, um, uh, in between when we had to finish up and when the, the final voice acting was done that I could address those areas where, you know, I, I kind of scored it with a certain energy. And then once hearing how they actually delivered those lines, it, there was a mismatch. So I had a bit of time to actually, uh, to do that triage. So th there aren't really any sections outstanding that I was like, Oh no, wish we had time to get to that. So yeah, luckily enough, I had enough time with the final, uh, voice acting. Oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, people always sit there and go, oh, if I had known it would have been animated slightly more this way, my voice would have, inflection would have been slightly different or whatever else. So it's interesting to see how the music comes about for an animated feature. Yeah, it, um, you know, it, it wasn't so much, it wasn't so much on the, uh, audio side in terms of getting, um, getting their voice acting late in the game. It was more, um, and we're getting into a little bit how the, how the sausage is made here, but it was more specific animated effects like the way like 
if, you know, if there's digital effects, this is a, this is just a random example, but if there's like a spaceship screen that's like powering up, you know, there's a kind of complicated flowering visual effect that happens. And we didn't get a lot of those final effects until, you know, the last day or two of the project. And so there were a few areas where we're like, oh, the way that this, that this thing builds visually isn't necessarily how we've done it with the music and sound effects. So we had to, you know, race around to try to make those fixes. So that, that, that was really the area where things were kind of, we were throwing a few curveballs, but we had enough time with the, uh, with the voice performances that, that, that wasn't really an issue. And was that like whole scenes or sections or was it just like, you know, a couple of tweaks here and there for no, like, it, it was just like, a, it was just a little moments like, um, but but there but there were moments that that definitely sound effects and music were playing to because they were just they were kind of you know kind of big action moments like think you know think think like an explosion or something like that the way the way an explosion flowers and blossoms and the 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 smoke comes in after the initial blast so it's like it was little things like that where we had to we had to nudge things around to to make it all gel together as as well as possible and what's it like getting the call for a property that's that hot. Um, well, I, hopefully fan, hopefully fans don't come at me with a, uh, with pitchforks when I say this. I actually was not familiar with Teen Titans before I got the call. Um, and they didn't tell me what the project was about, what the project was before I, I went and met with them. So I came in completely blind. Um, and it was, it was kind of a funny first meeting because, uh, Jeff, the director goes like, so do, do you know why you're here? And I go, no, I have no idea. I just got a, got an email that you guys wanted to meet with me. And then he, he told me about the project and I immediately went home and started watching, uh, some O3 and some Go and got, got, got a really, really crash course education in the whole franchise, um, before I got going. It just felt, felt really honored once, uh, to be, to be able to step into that franchise to see how many people cared so much about these characters and just how, how important it is to a lot of people. So I was really, really honored to, to have been given the, the opportunity to, to contribute. Nice. And there's the divide again with the fans between O3 Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Of the two, which did you prefer? Ooh, that's tough. Um, We're going to create some dissension here for you, so. Yeah, no, I would, <laughs> I would, I would want to play. I would want to play both sides just mm-hmm. so I could not not get any hate. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I think if I, I think if I had watched. I'm going to say go. I'll give you my answer straight up. Go just because I, I think, I think some of the comedy is really funny and I understand why people are upset with taking such serious characters, um, that they grew up with or that they're first introduced to in the O3 universe and then just seeing the, you know, the bobblehead baby versions of themselves to quote Robin. I think that's in the trailer. Um, so no spoilers. So I could understand why a bunch of people were upset about it. That being said, not having that attachment to it. Um, I, I think what the go universe does is, uh, is really fun. And it, and that to be said from what I've seen of O3, uh, from what, from the, yeah, the little bit I've seen of the O3 universe, that's actually a funny show too. So to go, to obviously it was a lot darker in a lot of ways and it, it took itself a lot more seriously, which is a, a point of contention in this film itself is kind of this whole taking yourself too seriously and not taking yourself seriously enough. It's a little, uh, a little point of contention between the characters. Um, 
but yeah, people people sometimes don't give give O three universe uh, enough credit for how comedic that show really is. So I think Go just you know capitalized on that and introduced it to a bit of a younger audience. And so if you if you got to put my feet to the fire, that's a very long long winded answer for uh, for saying Go. <laughs> okay, and hopefully there's you know something for the people that like Titans on the DC universe where they just incorporate that cast into the movie and they just go super dark. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Uh, so I was just joking a little bit, saying oh. that hopefully they bring in the cast from Titans from the DC Universe live action series. Oh. And just we'll, make their uh, segment super dark. We'll just have to we'll just have to watch the film now, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> Were there any moments because as you said, you know, the original one was tongue in cheek, but still darker tones. The you know, Titans Go is a lot softer and more humorous. Um, was there any moment, you don't have to give the exact moment, but like that you stopped and just kept chuckling while writing a song, remembering the interaction between, you know, let's say whichever character, Beast Boy with Beast Boy or, you know, Beast Boy 1 versus Beast Boy Go, whatever. Oh, man, there were so many times when working on this film where I would just be cracking up. Like, uh, I, I think it's testament to the writers and the voice actors. It's uh, I would constantly have to text uh, text Jeff, the director, that I, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen the movie now, and still there's certain sequences when I'm working on them. I'm just I'm in stitches. So you've seen I, it I, multiple I, times then? Oh yeah, through the course through the course of writing the score, I mean I don't know how many times I've seen the movie, or at least you know scene by scene over and over and over again. Got it. Yeah, because we're looking forward to it. We have, we have people that are also divided, you know, that want to love Teen Titans Go, but are still opining over the original series. People that are like, oh, we can enjoy both and whatever else. And I want to just see the movie to see the movie because the Teen Titans movie that came out in theaters last year, like I was pleasantly surprised as to how funny that was and how it did not take itself seriously at all. Yeah, well, if if you enjoyed that film, I think you'll really enjoy this one. Perfect. Um, that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Uh, you're going to be in San Diego this coming week. Uh, what's it going to be? Because usually composers and writers are behind the scenes and don't always get to interact with fans. And you're going to have a little bit of interaction with people, not uh, either on the floor or in one of the booths. You know, is this something you're looking forward to or is this something that you're dreading? Because usually we're introverted on the writer-musician uh, side. Yeah, you know, I I, um, I think it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. I I doubt anyone will know who I am walking around. So I think I uh, I, I think I'll be a little bit inoculated in in that regard. But no, I'm excited. I've never been to Comic Con. Um, I hear I hear it's a lot. I hear it's really exciting and a lot of energy and a lot of people. Um, and I, I unfortunately am only going to be able to go down for the the one day of the screening. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, and if, if people, you know, if people have more questions about the score or the process, I'm happy to, happy to chat, let them know what it was like. And now since you, we put your feet to the fire to choose between <laughs> Go and the original, which character is your favorite? Ooh, um, you know what? I'm actually going to I'm going to say Robin, and I think it's because although the, all the characters are, are flawed, um, I think Robin, I think Robin's flaws are incredibly, incredibly relatable. He just seems like an in, incredibly insecure character. Um, 
but he means well. And I don't know, there's something, something about that I can, I can relate to, you know, and having been an acrobat yourself, it only makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Having, uh, having been an acrobat in a, uh, uh, and Batman sidekick later, you know, it was, it was another, another time in my life, but, um, still keep the, still keep the spandex occasionally. Well, you know, I mean, it, it is LA, so you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Jason, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I, I thank you for putting up with some of our silly questions. Where can we find you on social media? And could you remind everybody the time of the screening on Sunday? Yeah, the screening is at noon. Um, I, I don't have the actual location with me. I'm ill-prepared in that regard. The screening is on noon, Sunday, uh, last day at Comic-Con. And um, you can find me at my website, which is uh, jasonlazarus.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-L-A-Z-A-R-U-S.com. Perfect. Jason, thank you so much. And hopefully we get to see you on Sunday in San Diego. Yeah, look forward to it. All right, man. Take care.